Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hey there, how did your Christmas go? If you're listening to this as it's just being released, this episode, then we're in the in-betweeny bit. We're in between Christmas and New Year. So how did it go? Christmas has been very different for many of us. And for some that's good and for some that's not so good. It's turned into a much sort of simpler affair, which is sometimes a bit of a relief for many of us. But for others, it can be a struggle. And we are under that additional pressure of what have we got planned for 2021 and let's kick the arse of 2020 and let's make new resolutions and let's make it a big one and let's make it great. And it's blimmin' exhausting. And I've just been reading the paper and today's Guardian said that the corona pandemic poses the greatest threat to mental health since World War Two, So that's bright and cheery reading, isn't it, really? So how on earth can you walk into 2021 with your head held high? I think the problem is, is also, and, you know, many parents are experiencing this, is that our kids are suffering as well. Our kids are suffering in big numbers. And what I'm finding is that when the... Our, our children's emotional well-being has taken a battering for a fair amount of time. That actually soon leads to mental health issues in adult life. No pressure there, parents, eh? Don't worry, I've got your back. But the problem is, is that corona has created massive social consequences for all of us. We are, there are low numbers of those suffering from loneliness are really skyrocketing at the minute. Many people are struggling with the increased lockdown restrictions, with constant social distancing. And basically, because we're tribal animals, the withdrawal from um, our sort of social setting notwithstanding that the disease itself has caused a huge amount of problems. Apparently a fifth of people who have had to, who were ventilated, are actually suffering signs of PTSD. And maybe if you didn't have virus yourself, I am sure that you know someone who has had it, or maybe you are unfortunate enough to know someone that didn't survive it. And so bereavement is having a massive impact, not to mention the economic fallout, not only due to COVID, but also for those in the UK with, with Brexit. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I re- sort of feel like I'm the harbinger of doom here. It's not fair, is it? But it's our reality at the minute. And 
it's important to address our reality and it's important to do something about it as and where we can. And it's my job to help you, to help parents to support their kids. But also, mums and dads, it does stop with you. It is important to put yourself first. It's important to address your own mental health. And my Christmas has been lovely because I have had more people than I um, initially anticipated. There was a sort of, you know, a bit of a scurry to get sort of various people here, you know, sort of before the sort of tier four quarantine isolation rules were imposed. But that in itself, it doesn't, you know, it, it, that has its own challenges when you have got sort of a lot of people under the same roof and we're all meant to be sort of having, dare I say it, forced jollity. But I think the thing is, is that what we have learned is the simplicity is quite important and caring for others, but of course, caring for ourselves because it's that old saying, isn't it? You can't pour from an empty cup. But it is vital. It is vital to be that role model that your child needs you to be at this time. Because the paper went on to say that there are 10 million people who need new or additional mental health support as a direct result of COVID. And of that 10 million people, 1.5 million are kids. So let's just, you know, it, it, it's hard and, and parents are sort of struggling because let's face it, our support services were stretched, our mental health support services were stretched even before COVID was a thing. So it's really, you know, our, the NHS and the support services are really pushed to the limit and the waiting lists are too long. For many of our kids, we are seeing increasing in in anxiety levels, increase in depression, increasing eating disorders, increase in self-harm. Childline are sort of saying that their um, the contact from kids specifically concerning COVID related mental health issues are, you know, the, the calls have increased. I don't know the exact figure, but alarmingly. And the problem is, is that what I'm hearing from the experts, you know, the mental health experts, the government experts, the, you know, sort of those people that are monitoring all this, is that I'm afraid to say this isn't going to go any go away anytime soon. This is going to have long term consequences on the nation's mental health. The virus, we, you know, it's, it's not going to go away, but we are going to be able to manage it given time, given the vaccination. But the mental health impact is going to go on and on. 1.3 million people, according to very, a recent survey, said that 1.3 million people have had no history of mental health problems up until now, and they are now struggling with moderate to severe anxiety. And 1.8 million people are suffering from moderate to severe depression. So how do we help our kids? Well, first of all, as I said, by helping ourselves, but it's acknowledging, it's validating how they're feeling. I mean, I had a wobble over Christmas. I think most of us do. And I had a good old moan to my son 
And he just sort of, and he, he looked fairly unimpressed at the end of it. And I just went, oh, no, 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 great. I, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And and he just sort of said, well, what do you mean? I've done nothing. And I went, no, 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 you listened to me. I felt heard. And I think that's what we need to do with one another, especially with our kids, because they're scared. They don't necessarily need all the answers. But I think one of the key things is to validate one another's feelings. I know my darling husband was, he, he had cabin fever and it, the the weather wasn't terribly good. And for a couple of days, he wasn't able to get out and exercise. And it really took its toll on him. And, you know, it's, it, and I think we have to all give each other a bit of slack. But with our kids, it's just acknowledging, as I said, the, we are tribal. We are, we do need our friends around us. And our kids are, have had so much to deal with this year and the repercussions that this pandemic is going to have on them next year into 2021. They don't know what is expected of them for their exams. They don't know if they are going to need to set, sort of sit the exams or whether or not they're going to be done online or what the, you know, what, what their educational future holds. For flip sake, some kids don't even know if they're going back to school at the beginning of next term. They don't know how their sort of social circle is. You know, it, it's all well and good to begin with. The, the mental health levels or the, the, the number of people seeking mental health at the beginning of the sort of first lockdown dropped dramatically because a lot of people actually were frightened to go even, even to go to the doctor's surgery. And the, the surgeries hadn't caught up with how best to deal with people online. But also, I think we had that novelty. We had that sort of, oh, well, it's, you know, it's all new and we'll do a few Zoom calls and we'll do a few more board games. But, you know, we're, we're, we're coming into sort of many months of this. And whilst we are very good at adapting, change and uncertainty are can be an enemy to many people. Many of us need the security of knowing what's around the corner. Many of us need to know that we are safe, especially children. They, they, they have not had the experience that we have that it's actually going to be all right. For us, this is new territory, of course, but for kids, this is a first for them. This is, I, I know the pandemic is a first for all of us, but change and uncertainty and you know th this for many kids we need to acknowledge that this actually I suppose for adults as well this is traumatic and um, it's many of us deal with change and uncertainty in our stride that's fine but trauma can affect us all very very differently so I think we need to be very mindful um that we have to respect that each and every one of us deals with um, what we are facing, the challenges that we are facing very, very differently indeed. Okay, right. So the question is, what do we do? Because do you know what? I was, <laughs> I've been peering through 
a lot of um, uh, many papers and many sort of studies and sort of researches and articles and everyone is painting this picture of doom and gloom, but no one is sort of saying, well, this is what you have to do. So I thought, well, okay, let's let's sort of be slightly more practical here, Kai. Come on. Um, I want to offer you a number of resources that I know will help. Um, what we have to remember is that each of us, as I was talking about trauma, or change, or uncertainty, or whatever you want to call it, this pandemic, it's sort of thrown a spanner into many, you know, sort of any, many of our sort of systems, our, our, our thinking. It's thrown a spanner into the works. And it manifests itself in very different ways. We could see short tempers and emotions, you know, and, and people getting cross. We could see withdrawal where a lot of people, especially the elderly, actually, and this is what I found with my mum, we had to, um, she was sort of all for, oh, no, I ought to sort of stay here and uh, on my own. She's 80. And actually, I don't think that would have done her any good at all. You know, now she's sort of, she's sort of came to us for Christmas and has suddenly realised how more detrimental to her mental health it would have been if she had tried to weather the storm on her own because and she admitted is that what happens is we get used to social withdrawal we get used to these restrictions we get used to coping on our own but that doesn't always mean it's healthy um and so you know as i said how it manifests it it, it many people do sort of um struggle with the loneliness but sort of start withdrawing because it's easier and they they nearly give up if that makes sense it's the well i can't do anything about it so i'm just going to sit here in a heap many people struggle from overwhelm many people have you can actually feel the stress in your body um the tension um there's as i said earlier there's increased levels of moderate to acute anxiety um and increased levels of you know sort of moderate moderate to um deep depression, um, sleep is impacted, the amount of uh, kids who are and people who are self-harming or um, having sort of dis eating disorders, uh, the, the, the numbers of... So anyway, I, I, I've said all this. So the point is, is what do we do about it? Well, I've got a number of exercises for you. And I'll put them in the show notes. I, I I won't go through each one here because it might be different. Well, it's, it's going to be different for all of you. But just to know that if you are feeling overwhelmed um, and you feel a bit like you're drowning, you feel like you're sort of a bit like a ship at sea, I have got a grounding exercise for you and you can download that. Um if you are feeling the stress and the tension in your body and you feel like you're wound out like, tight like a drum and, and, you know, by all means, go out and exercise. You know, this is, a, as I said, Mike, my husband needs to let off steam. He needs to get out, especially into the fresh air. Um, he's got a Peloton thingy. He's got a Watt bike, but he says it's actually the fresh air that he needs. But if you can't do that or if you are unable to do that, I have an exercise, um, a stress buster that will help you. Um, I have, I've got a course, which is uh, whether or not you have heard 
the one of the biggest things in dealing with stress, with overwhelm, with anxiety, with depression, one of the best things that you can do is breath work. Um, it is a way of talking to the unconscious mind in a way that it understands because the unconscious mind doesn't understand that you'll be fine. You'll be fine. No, seriously, everything's going to be okay. Just, just don't panic. No, seriously, don't panic. It's going to be absolutely fine. The, the, the unconscious mind actually doesn't speak in, in language. It speaks in pictures, but it also speaks in breath work. And if you understand how to breathe properly in different situations, um, it, it helps you recharge your batteries. It helps you unwind. It helps you de-stress. It helps you get clarity. So I've got a course, um, an online course, and I'll, I'll put the details in the show notes there. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to knock a hundred quid off it, I think. There, I've said it, so I'm going to have to now, aren't I? Um, and for a limited limited time only, um, but I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it open um, for a while at a hundred pounds off, so that you can download it. There you are. It's my January sale to you, um, and it will help you and your kids. It'll help all of you. And there are, I think there's seven or eight different exercises, one that helps with sleep, one that helps with anxiety, one that helps with overwhelm, one that helps with um, tension. You, do you know what I mean? And, and that will help you teach your unconscious mind different ways of dealing with the challenges that you are facing. Um, that said... That might not be enough. Um, some people need a brisk walk. Some people need to go and do yoga. Some people need to eat healthily. Some people need to seek professional help. And if your child or you are that person, then get in contact because that's what I'm here for. Um, I will put the link for your... Uh, I think the, the, the it's important because... At the minute, our, as I said, our support services, our mental health support services are running on capacity. And um, parents, I'm speaking to parents who are saying, oh, it's ridiculous. I, I can't even get um, my child assessed at the minute. It's taking a matter of months. Um, and then once they have been assessed, waiting for the counselling or waiting for the, um, you know, the therapy that they need or waiting for the support that they need is potentially, you know, I've heard is 18 months away. Well, that ain't good enough. So what I am offering is for you to um, have a book a call with your child um, to speak to me. Um, so I'll put the link in there where sometimes all they need is one or two sessions. That's sometimes that's enough. Um, if it's not and we need to dig deeper, then great, we can do that. Um, but I think the thing is, is with kids, if we get their emotional well-being up um, and if we give them the tools that they need right now, then that will save them definitely in the short term, but also in the long term, helping them deal, you know, as I said at the very beginning, um, our kids' emotional well-being will impact their adult mental health. And if we can give them the tools that they need right now, it may only take one or two sessions. So 
kygram.com forward slash forward slash teen call is the way that you can do that. And I would love to be able to help you. But in the meantime, we need to give ourselves space. We need to be kind to ourselves. We need to understand that we need rest. Yes, we need rest. We're going through traumatic experiences and, um, you know, it's only sometimes over the sum, uh, over the Christmas when you sort of are able to take your foot off the pedal that you realise how blimmin' knackering this is. So just maybe think of a couple of these mantras is where, I, I mean, I, I've got a full house now and I was trying to be the perfect hostess and get everything right to make everyone's Christmas fantastic, even though we're in a shitty time. And you know what? I suddenly realised, you know, you can't, I couldn't do everything. Um, and so what I used to sort of, I used to sort of run through a couple of these mantras and sort of my, my, the first one is, does this really need to be done right now? And invariably I told myself, do you know what? No. What do I need more? I actually need to play a game of cards with my daughter. I need to watch something on telly, you know, with a cup of tea. Um, and so I said, it's okay to give myself permission to rest. And that's what we all need to do because these are stressful times and rest. Okay. Um, you know, my, my sleep is appalling at the minute. And I was going, oh, my God, I, I you know, I've, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, waking up at silly o'clock and, and with all these things to do in my head to make everything right for everyone else. And I have been neglecting myself. But I think it's important to think if I can't sleep, then I will just rest. And you know what? That's OK. And I think if you are struggling, just think. Just think, actually, there is nothing required of me right now. I do not need to have these high expectations of myself. Because I tell you what, if, if this will stand you in good stead for 2021, I tell you, because we are always, it always comes without fail. New year, new you and all this sort of rubbish. It's absolute rubbish. And let us just give ourselves permission. Do you know what? The world can wait. And now is the time to slow your body, slow your mind, or maybe not, maybe not slow your body, slow your mind, but give yourself permission to do what brings you joy. Give yourself permission to take your foot off, foot off the pedal. Give yourself permission to do what serves you best and do what serves your family best. Because when you're coming from a good place in your own head, then do you know what? It rubs off on everyone. It really does. We had a really stressful boxing day. Why? Because my head was in the wrong space. And when I suddenly realized, do you know what? There is nothing required of me right now. Does this really need to be done right now? And once I got that into my head, it was a different house. It was a different home. And it all relied. It really, it was, it was a bit of a wake up call for me. It all hinged on how I was feeling. And so give yourself permission to rest.
and I'm sending you much, much love. So stay happy and stay safe. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.